are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Seattle Mariners just keep on winning. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. It is Thursday, September 30th, 2021. The Mariners are still half a game out of a playoff spot with October right around the corner. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patno. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more. Also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that. On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're enjoying the Mariners last off day of the regular season by reflecting on last night's four to two win, which keeps them just a half game back of the Red Sox for the second wild card. We'll be talking Jerry Kelnick's double, Logan Gilbert's gutsy start and what this experience means for this team moving forward, among other things. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We'd greatly appreciate it. So, Colby, before we get into everything, I, I, I wanted to ask you here, because of all the, the all of the believe stuff that the Mariners are pushing, all that, are you finally encouraged to watch Ted Lasso like I recommended to you like a year ago? <laughs> Um, it's on my list. I think the the issue is it's only on like uh, Apple Plus, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you can get a free trial. Hashtag not sponsored. There's like a free <laughs> seven day trial. So, just saying, yeah. you can watch all of it. I mean, maybe after the season ends, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it certainly seems like it would be up my alley. It it is indeed. It is indeed. It's a great sports story with a lot of feel-good stuff, amazing characters. You're going to love Roy Kent and Ted Lasso and and when he turns into Led Tasso as well. Uh, it's you'll you'll understand. It's it's a fantastic show. So Colby, I almost broke my leg last night celebrating Jerry Kelnick's two-run double. Uh, that was by far the most hype that I've gotten all season for him of all people to do that. And that moment was just a- amazing to me. I, I lost my mind. I-, I think you did as well. We were talking in, in, in our DMS last night. I know you were at work during it though. Um, just, you know, speak to what that means for Jerry Kelnick, who struggled so much this season, but as, turn things around this month and is helping lead the charge for this Mariners team to possibly end the longest playoff drought in major American sports. Yeah, it's uh it's certainly a, a cool thing. And it was, it was fun that it was, it was Kelnick and, you know, Kelnick got him going the other day against Otani with the home run. Uh, and he's just, he looks fantastic at the plate right now. Um, he's really starting to come into his own, which is exactly what the Mariners needed uh, if they wanted to make any kind of serious run. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest uh, moment of that at-bat was actually the pitch before. Uh, he gets he gets lucky, right? I mean, the pitch to – the first pitch of the at-bat was definitely a strike, and Buckner misses it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty bad miss, and the count's 1-0. Now, a lot of young hitters, they see that, and they say, hey, look, I got a break here. He's going to throw me a fastball. 
I'm going to jump on it. And he didn't. Montas gave him a splitter, and it was a good splitter. It was. It started in the zone. It ducked just out of the zone. And Kelnick just spat on it. He didn't even look remotely tempted at swinging at that pitch, and he got to 2-0. And he got into the hitter's count. Then he got the elevated mm-hmm. fastball out over the plate. And where in the past he fouls that off, this time he puts it in play, and he almost rides it out of the park. Um, so that entire yeah. at-bat was, was set up by, A, the missed call, but more importantly, the, the take of the slider that or the splitter that was just below the plate uh, when Kelnick thought or would you would presumably be thinking that he got a fa- he was getting a fastball. So mm-hmm. that shows incredible maturity. It shows a great patience. It shows great pitch recognition. And then obviously the next pitch, he shows tremendous power, hitting a ball to you know the right center field gap, uh, a ball that's a home run most nights, but last night fell just a bit short. That was that was tremendous. Um, it was a fantastic at bat. You saw the emotion afterwards, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it was just it was huge, and it, it uh, you know it it kind of made Montas bleed, right? I mean, you just gave you were just down one to nothing. That lead, I mean, that felt almost insurmountable watching Montas pitch last night, mm-hmm. and then the A's boot a couple of balls, and you're sitting here thinking, hey, you know, <laughs> this the Mariners are really good at responding. Can they respond? And then Kelnick, uh, Kelnick did, and it was a huge moment. Um, and I, I feel like that was the moment that the Mariners, uh, well, at least the Mariner fans, thought they were going to win that game. Abraham Toro adds on some insurance with a really nice home run as well. So would, would Kelnick, do you think this is a turn here? I, 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 do you think we're, we're finally seeing this, that, that he's figured things out and this is kind of a transition into him becoming the player that that we've all thought he could be because this is such a huge moment for him and to come through in that um and really you know it looked like it, it was not bigger than than he could handle um you know what what do you think about the maturity of, of Jared Kelnick who of course has has lost his cool a lot this year he's he's pressed pretty hard when he struggled but now you know this month he looks comfortable he looks confident have you seen that as well and and, and again do you think this is kind of the turn and in, into him becoming this this player that we've kind of dreamed about um yeah i think it's the beginning of the turn um mm-hmm. you know he's he's been spectacular this month so uh there's going to be ebbs and flows next year uh, of course, there is with every player, and it you know obviously it gets enhanced with a younger player. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like you know we're starting to see the the real Jared Kelnick here. Um, and again, there there are going to be some some issues here and there. Um, mm-hmm. The league's going to adjust back to him. And he's going to have to adjust, but we've already seen that he's willing to adjust. He's able to adjust. And we've seen his his stance go and his setup go, you know, in the complete opposite of where it was at the beginning of the year. Um, and that that's a that's a really good sign. So, yeah, I think we are starting to see the real Jared Kelnick here. Um, I wouldn't expect him to be, you know, this good consistently at the beginning of next year. But uh, this is, you know, more or less. I think this is pretty close to, to, to the floor for, for Kelnick right now. Um, you know, in the month of September, he's hitting 242, 321, 537. I, I mean, he's on pace for 44 home runs, 162 game pace for 44 home runs uh, in the month. So, 
yeah, it, it's. I feel like this is who we're going to start to see more of. Um, and I feel like once he's established at the major league level, that slash line is probably going to be his floor. He's in, he's insanely talented. So, uh, yeah, again, it might take another year or so before he finally, you know, establishes himself as a true big league hitter. But once he does, I would be surprised if he had seasons, you know, worse than, than what he's doing right now in September, which is pretty impressive as a 22 year old who didn't play last year. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty incredible and you've seen what the experience he's gained over the last few months has culminated to it it's really really impressive and and it's also really impressive from a mental aspect what he's been able to do to get over some of the humps that he's had to endure this year finally struggling for the first time in any level of baseball really and being able to bounce back from that and is really helping this team in the most crucial point of the season and and perhaps even this franchise's history in the last 20 years. It's um, it's just kind of a storybook way to end this season for him. Uh, it's been really fun to watch. And uh, speaking of, of young guys that are, you know, turning the corner, turning things around that have overcome some adversity, we're going to talk about Logan Gilbert in just a moment. But want to remind you real quick, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month and cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account and you can cash out at any time to your bank account paypal or even get an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and use promo code baseball to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank that's promo code baseball well speaking of gas logan gilbert was throwing a ton of it last night 11 whiffs on the fastball however did struggle a little bit with the breaking ball with the with the slider. Didn't really throw the changeup at all. Only throw through one curveball. But it was a gutsy performance from Gilbert and a another huge moment for him. And he's really shown up in these big moments for the Mariners when they've needed him. What did you think about Logan Gilbert's start last night, Colby? Yeah, it was um it was impressive because he went after a pretty good lineup armed basically with just a fastball. Uh, you know, he threw 20 sliders, but he only got uh, one whiff and one called strike on it. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. not good in any sense of the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, in any sense of the word, that's not good. Uh, and uh, again, he didn't really have the change up or the knuckle curve. So really it was just fastball and then he'd show the slider Every once in a while, Mm -hmm. the slider wasn't effective at all. So it was just taking his fastball, leaving it at the top of the zone, uh, leaving it at the at the letters or higher and just challenging these guys to hit it. And, you know, he made it about he made it, you know, through the lineup two times uh, unscathed. And then third time through, we saw the home run um, off of off of camp. But he bounced back nicely from that afterwards. So. It was a really nice, really nice performance. Um, again, long term, he does have to find the some kind of off speed pitch that he can throw regularly. Uh, 
for strikes because it's not going to he can't continue to do this but for what he had last night that's a that's a bulldog performance and it's something that's really appreciative of a 24 year old uh rookie who's got to be maybe not running on fumes but he's got to be tired um Mm -hmm. you know no innings and games last year because of the pandemic and now he's up over 110 i believe so uh yeah he's got to be a little bit exhausted right now and he just went out there without anything but his fastball and he gave you five and two-thirds of one run ball uh that that's a really mm-hmm. impressive outing yeah made a mistake there to tony kemp left fastball mm-hmm. middle middle they were all over it in the uh in the third turn of the lineup but hey you know the the fact that he made it out of there just giving up one run and was able to miss a uh, you know uh, quite a few bats here with the uh, with the fastball living up in the top of the zone like you talked about that that was um, very impressive for for what they needed uh, and it got the job done and it uh, bridged the gap to to the bullpen Diego Castillo last night looked really solid until I mean it came down to the last strike and then Seth Brown sent a moon ball over the right field wall uh, but you know Castillo's been kind of a weird. Uh, a polarizing figure since coming over in that trade with the Rays. Obviously, he has been dealing with some shoulder issues, but he's looked really good. But then there's been some few hiccups here, here and there. Are you concerned at all about Diego Castillo? And if not, why should fans not be concerned? Uh, I'm really not. Uh, again, the stuff looked good last night. It was just the one bad pitch, and mm-hmm. then it's that. That's how it works. And, and when you're an offense that is basically built to try and score one run um, at a time. You, you kind of play with fire when you give these relievers no safety net to work with. And so Castillo, sometimes mm. his his arm slot drops a little bit and the slider becomes flat, and that's when he runs into trouble. But the velocity was fine last night. The movement was fine. Again, it was just the one bad pitch to Brown. Um, you know, maybe two if you want to count the pitch that Brown fouled off before it. So lost the slider for a mm. hitter, found it right away. Um, just unfortunate when you're a reliever and, and, you know, you have to be perfect. Otherwise you're going to face scrutiny and, and Castillo has been quite good, uh, since his return from the IL. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not all that worried about it. It's, it's just one of those things that, Hey, you know what? Castillo comes up, uh, you know, he's in the game. You should probably have somebody throwing, uh, just in case. And that's honestly, that's the case with anybody. Once you're thinking about getting your starter out, you should probably have somebody in the bullpen, at least playing catch or something every single and look, we're And we're not seeing a 100% Diego Castillo right now. I think that's no. pretty clear. Uh, right. You know, he, he's fighting through something, um, and, and it's clearly the shoulder that he went on the IL for a little bit, and he returned pretty quick. So I don't think it should be assumed that he just got over it completely. Um, but uh, overall, yeah, I'm not concerned either. Really, this is a this is one of the most under, underrated relievers in baseball, and yeah, he's not 100 percent right now. But come next year, I think you're going to see the day the Diego Castillo that Mariners believe that they were trading for, um, yep. and the one that's been, as I said, one of the most underrated relievers in all of baseball. So uh, yeah, you, you know, good game overall for the Mariners. Um, they did exactly what they needed to get done. They didn't get any help around the league. The Orioles uh, lost six to nothing to the Red Sox. The Blue Jays uh, lo- dropped a uh, five nothing lead, but then came back and still won over the Yankees six to five. Bobachet 
who is just incredible, man. Uh, that offense is so fun. Um, you know, even though that we're rooting against them to not make the playoffs, that is a fun team that would be a lot of fun to watch in the postseason. But hopefully they don't get there, and the Mariners do instead. Um, but, yeah, this has been a really fun wild card race to watch. And, uh, you know, you look at the Mariners here, Abraham Toro, Jared Kelnick, Logan Gilbert, and also an unsung hero here from last night, Cal Raleigh, who caught an incredible yes. game. Uh, he was he was great behind the plate, and, and um, he should not go unmentioned here. Um, I mean, he was he was the one pass ball was pretty bad. The one pass ball was pretty bad. Um, didn't end up mm-hmm. hurting them. Uh, it's it was so inconsequential that most people won't remember it. But no, he was he was good. And, and honestly, I thought his at bats were okay too. Um, mm. I, I I think if the season was going to go on for another month or so, I think Raleigh would would be looking at a maybe not quite as prolific breakout as as Kelnick is right now. But I feel like he's he's getting closer. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, three games left. It's you pretty much just have to use Murphy for these last three. Um, but you know, I I feel like Cal Cal is close, and and I I think he still needs mm-hmm. AAA, and I think he needs to go down for a couple of months at least. But I think he's close. I'm not worried about Cal Raleigh at all. Yeah, and Raleigh's building momentum like a lot of these guys right. are into the off season, into next year. We're going to talk more about what this experience has given these guys and what it means for you know the the young players to be the driving force of this run that they're on right now in the month of September. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Thank you again for making us your first listen today. Just want to remind you our episode of Locked On Mariners today is brought to you by BetOnline.ag We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season and as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 for that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online your online sportsbook experts this episode of Lockdown Mariners is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pockets. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So no team 
in the American League over the last seven weeks has been hotter than the Seattle Mariners. They have the best record in the American League over the last seven weeks. They have been incredible. And the, the biggest driving force of this has been the young guys, really. Jared Kelnick has been statistically the best hitter on the Mariners in the month of September. Logan Gilbert, like we talked about last segment, really helped the Mariners win that game last night in a big spot when he was asked, you know, to take on a massive responsibility and keep the Mariners afloat. Abraham Toro has come over and been really solid, obviously slumping lately, but he did break out of the slump a little bit last night with a very crucial insurance home run. You know, what does that mean? You know, because like it could be one thing for the, for the Mariners to make this run and for it to be, you know, Kyle, just Kyle Seeger and, Mitch Haniger, some of the older veteran types. But the fact that it, it's it's Kelnick, that it's J.P. Crawford, that it's Abraham Toro, that it's Logan Gilbert, uh, even Cal Raleigh has contributed in some ways, as we talked about there at the end of the last segment. You know, what does that mean for this team moving forward that these guys are getting this crucial experience and, uh, and really helping this team possibly, you know, do something that no other Mariners team has done in the last 19 years. Yeah, it's it's really it's really cool uh, for the fans first first of all. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned Cal Raleigh contributing even. Um, you know, in his last 10 starts, uh, Cal Raleigh's hitting 286 with a 571 slugging. Um, yeah. that's, that's progress. And so, yeah, when you when you look at this, and, and it's important to note that the Mariners aren't do. It's not like the Mariners aren't getting any contribution contributions from veterans. Um, you know, for Mitch Haniger had a, no. had a really good series. So, um, yeah. but the fact that it's mostly the young guys, it's JP Crawford, it's Jared Kelnick, it's Logan Gilbert. Um, it's Cal Raleigh, it's Abraham Toro. Uh, you know, Jake Fraley. Luis Torrens. Yep. Luis Torrens as well. Uh, it speaks a lot to, uh, obviously the, the player development system is those guys all got better or were developed by the Mariners. So, it's kind of mm-hmm. it's it's fun, um, you know. It's it's fun to see. It's it's helpful. Hopefully, you know this. They build some confidence. They build some momentum. They're playing in these big games, which is great. They're performing well in these big games, which is also great. Because in theory, it should get easier, right? The more times you play in these type of games, the easier it's going to be, uh, you know, to continue. But it's it's one of those things where, like, look at the end of the day if the Mariners got into the playoffs because Kyle Seeger and, and Mitch Haniger and Tom Murphy, like carried them to, to, to the playoffs, nobody's going to care. But the fact that it, it is like, you know, the young guys I, I feel is, is makes this almost more legitimate. You know what I mean? Like just all of it is more legitimate because it's this group of guys who for the most part are going to be here next year. And I think that does carry value to both, you know, the players, also the fans and the organization that that the guys who are helping them right now with this incredible run are the guys who are going to be helping them in theory for the next five to 10 years. So I, I think that matters um, to, to a lot of people and particularly the, the guys in the clubhouse and the guys in the front office and, of course, the fans. Yeah, it's absolutely the best case scenario, really. Mm-hmm. In my mind, when I dreamt about, you know, if, if, what could a successful September look like it was the young guys really starting to take the lead here 
a little bit. Jerry Kelnick, you know, figuring things out. J.P. Crawford continuing a very impressive season. Abraham Toro continuing uh, what he's done since he was traded here. And that's happened for the most part, really. You know, Luis Torrens has been great. Logan Gilbert has been really solid. Um, you just you look at the lineup. And, and of course, you know, Kyle Seager has helped. Mitch Hanniger has has really helped, especially as of late. And uh, but it's it's not just those guys, right? It's not just those guys, and and that and that's what makes this so different from you know you look at 2014 and 2016 and those teams that you know though that was your that was your core, right? Those those were your veterans that that you knew about, and then after that season ended, or after those seasons ended, it was like okay, where do we go from here? And now this year, it's like oh. I know exactly where we go from here. We add these complementary pieces to these young guys, to this young core, and 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 build around them because these guys now have the experience. They know they've been there. They've done that a little bit. They've gotten a taste of it. Because even if they don't make the playoffs right now, they've played some playoff games over the last few days. Really. Yep. The atmosphere, the importance of these games, it's huge. What they've uh, what they've been able to accomplish here, and to be able to win these games too, not just to get a taste of it and then lose and fall short, they're getting a taste of it and they're winning. They're stepping up to the moment, and that's the huge thing here. Um, and, and and so you know, again, it's just the difference between this playoff run and playoff runs of the past over the last decade is that it doesn't feel hopeless even if they don't make it. Because right. in 2014, 2016, 2018, you really had no idea where you were going from there because you had one of the worst farm systems in baseball and you had $100 million you know, plus dollars wrapped up in like five players. Mm-hmm. And there was just there was no clear path to adding to making this team better. And obviously this team specifically is probably going to regress as it as it currently is structured next year. But there's so many opportunities to add to it. You have what Baseball America considers to be the best farm system in baseball to trade from. You have so much money, so much freed up payroll to spend. So there, there's so much hope in, in that you're able to build this momentum into that offseason and already be an 89 to a 92 win team. I mean that goes so far, and then you have, and then you add this experience on top of it. And hell, if they if they do make the playoffs, even if they go into the wild card game, or even if they just go to a game one sixty three, which I think should still be considered a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that atmosphere. It's it's important. No, it, it's a it one is. game elimination. You got to make it. You know. So it, it I it is, but I mean, like technically. The Mariners are playing a series of playoff games right now. Then, yeah. No, but I get what you're saying, though. It, it, you know, even if they fall short in that aspect, in that regard, this is so huge for them mm-hmm. because now mm-hmm. they, they know they know firsthand what the goal is and what that looks like when they get there. And yeah. now, when they do get there next year that moment is not going to be too big for them. They're going to be comfortable. They're going to be confident. They're going to be prepared to, to win some games and, and make a push for this thing. 
and they should be better equipped too because there's going to be veterans here. They're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to improve in theory. Hopefully, they'll be healthier. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. how how helpful would Kyle Lewis's bat be right now, hitting fifth, sixth they somewhere in there? Probably like, are in the first wild card right now with Kyle Lewis, Kyle Lewis over what they've gotten from center field. I mean, I mean, it doesn't always work that way, but it is pretty easy to draw sure. that that parallel. But no, I, I mean, feel like well, you just think about replace Kyle Lewis or sorry, replace Jake Fraley with Kyle Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but here's, here's the thing. The, the reason this feels different, right. And you, you mm-hmm. touched on this is that Seattle it's for a couple of reasons. A, this isn't Seattle trying to jump through the closing window, right? This is Seattle trying to kick down the door. Um, and that's, that's different, right? That's completely different, but also it's, it's because, again, like you said, it's it's because we're watching this team and realizing it's not even done yet. Like, the 2018 team, that was done. That was as good as that roster was going to get, and it fell short. The 2016 team, largely, that was as good as it's going to get. I mean, it, the, the difference between the 2016 team and the 2018 yeah. team, not significant. This team yeah. is going to get better. That's a fact. That's not my yeah. opinion. And that's, that's not scary. Any, yes, that, that is a straight-up fact this team is going to Mm -hmm. get better this team is young they bring the energy they play with emotion they win a bunch of close games they suck you in Mm -hmm. and they're going to get better yeah again and and it's and it's not just the pieces that you're going to be adding it's the maturity as well of your young guys because jared kelnick is is not hit his ceiling yet he's far from it Mm -hmm. luis terenz probably hasn't hit his ceiling yet Abraham Toro nope. might not have hit his ceiling yet. Like we, there might be another year in might, France. Yeah, yeah. JP J. Crawford I'm, as well. Like, like because JP Crawford at the start of the season wasn't that great. So getting a full season of JP Crawford like this probably makes a world of difference. Yeah, it's it's funny. Since June first, I happen to have this pulled up. Right, JP mm. Crawford since June first. So keep in mind this includes his incredible June and his god awful mm. July. Uh, yeah. but over the last 103 games, JP is hitting 285, 347, 400 with 28 doubles and seven mm-hmm. home runs yeah. with his defense. That's an all-star. Like you have an all-star yeah. shortstop right now. You have an all-star mm-hmm. first baseman. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to make all-star teams, but he is that quality of player. You have a potential all-star mm-hmm. outfielder. Who's just now breaking out. You have another one who's on the IL. You have a ton of talent coming up the pipeline. You have what five free agents this year? Yeah. And that I mean that's not counting Kikuchi and, and Seeger, and we'll see what happens with their options. I feel like we know what's going to happen with those, but you're pretty much you have to replace Joe Smith, Tyler Anderson, and Kyle Seeger. Like that's it. You have all the money in the world. So the reason this feels different is because Seattle's not trying to back their way in. They're ramming the front door of the playoffs off its yeah. hinges because they're playing incredible baseball right now. I think they've won 10 of the last 12, right? Which is something we basically said needs to happen. And they have a really good shot. I, I feel pretty comfortable they're going to get to 91 wins. Now we'll see. You never know. Baseball's weird. They could get swept by the Angels. I, I kind of doubt it, but it could happen. But mm. even if it does happen, that doesn't stop the momentum of what's happening here for a second. Not for one second. The Mariners have pushed themselves to a point where 
ownership in particular, John Stan cannot deny that they're ready to take the next step and they're worth investing in. And by the way, I don't believe John Stan wants to deny them that. I don't think he wants to this year. Mm-hmm. But now that's not even an option. The Mariners are going to get better. Now it's possible. It's possible. Just, just not trying to be a wet blanket here, but it is possible that the Mariners roster gets better and they win fewer games next year because what you're doing this year in one run games, what you're doing this year in extra innings, uh, you know, what, what kind of magic you have this year is not repeatable. It's not, I'm sorry. It's, I don't want to be the, the wet blanket here, but it's not repeatable. So it is possible that they win 92 games this year, go out next year, add, I don't know, Marcus Simeon and, and whoever, Michael Conforto and Kevin got whatever it is. And they only win 89 games. But I'm mm. telling you right now, next year's roster is going to be better than this one. It's not even going to be a debate. So keep well, that. Well, naturally, in. they're and naturally because the roster is going to be better. They're probably going to be in less situations where they're going to have to win one run games. That would be the hope. You know, so so that season isn't going to have to. Hopefully, not going to depend on repeating this year's performance. It's yeah. to build upon that. And the American League should be scared. Major League Baseball should be very, very afraid of what's going on in Seattle, Washington right now. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And by, and, uh, by the way, the fan base should be as excited as the American League is scared. Mm-hmm. This, this, is, this is something different, guys. Uh, it's not the same old Mariners. Um, I know you guys listening to this show probably don't feel this way. Uh, but you know somebody out there who is waiting for this team to collapse. Even 159 games in, they're waiting to say, I told you so. Get those people out of your life. This is fun. Yeah. Have fun. This is very fun. En- enjoy it. Have fun. Be grateful that you get to see it and that they've, they've given you this performance. And if you can, please get out to the ballpark this weekend because <laughs> this team deserves it. And I, I hope I hope to see you guys there. I'll be there Sunday. Um, I, I hope it's 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 pretty well packed out. And I understand in, in the economy and with COVID and the pandemic, it, there there are it's just naturally there's going to be fewer people there. I get yeah. that. But if you are able and if you feel comfortable going out in such a manner, please 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 consider going to T-Mobile Park and giving this team the support it has earned. And also have some fun. It's a win-win yeah. for everybody. So I, that, that's how I would, I would, you know, end my plea. The team has earned your respect, so go give it to them. 100% wholeheartedly agree. Unfortunately, I'll be there in spirit all the way from Toronto. <laughs> However, if they do make the playoffs and somehow figure their way into a home playoff game, I'm probably going to have to bite the bullet and make my way out there uh, <laughs> for that. So... Uh, I've I've been setting I, I've set aside some money just to just to <laughs> make it clear here that if in the next week or so it starts to look like that might happen, you might see me at T-Mobile Park. So we'll, I'll keep you updated on that. But on that note, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners and making us your first listen of the day and going along this journey with us. This has been incredible. And uh, we got one more show tomorrow before the regular season wraps up. 
It's going to be our regular season finale, and it's going to be a ton of fun talking about what this team could possibly do this weekend. It could be an absolute historic weekend in Seattle. And uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. And uh, we need some help. We need some help from Baltimore. We need some help from New York tonight with the Mariners having the off day. Hopefully the Orioles can pull off a miracle here and have the Mariners tied with the Red Sox on Friday where, you know, if the Mariners went out, they would be guaranteed at least a play-in game, a game 163. So that would be very exciting to talk about tomorrow. So hopefully that is the case. But for Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go Mariners. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.